Hello and welcome to your guide to the good stuff. I'm your host, Jim Graber. Life is too short not to enjoy every moment of it, so we're going to share with you the tips, tricks, tools, and strategies to help make your day-to-day life easier and more enjoyable. Plus, we're going to help you create those special moments, the ones that lead to lifetime memories, all without breaking the bank, because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to today's episode, The Car of Your Dreams. Growing up, I had a dream car I always wanted. Most people I know have a special car they love, and for me, I saw it when I was around 14 years old. That's the age when you're dreaming of having a driver's license and imagining what you're going to be driving. Now, I already knew how to drive. I'd driven tractors and hay trucks, but I didn't have a driver's license yet. And for a large majority of us, the reality of what we end up driving in high school is considerably different than what our imagination thinks we're going to drive. Then life after high school ramps up, the responsibilities and obligations, and that dream car sometimes fades into our memories. Then as we get older, with hopefully fewer financial obligations, our mind remembers that dream car. Maybe we see it out and about on the road, possibly at a car show or on some online auction. Of course, for many of us, we don't have a large chunk of money to outright buy such a car, but there are ways of getting good financing. Now, my dream car I saw on the way to church. It was in a car lot in front of a salvage yard, and at 14, that didn't mean anything to me, but it might not have been a great buy. The four headlights and the hood scoops caught my attention. I'd never seen this car before. It took a week for me to figure out what it was. The next weekend, as we drove by the lot, I was prepared to take a good look with an idea of what it might be. I confirmed that it was a 67 Firebird 400. I don't remember the color, but I remember those four headlights and those hood scoops. And by the third weekend driving by, it was gone. I went out and bought the book Firebird, a source book by Thomas E. Bonsale. It was a fantastic source. It had plenty of pictures from the year being discussed, plus factory literature and magazine ads for each year. With the 67 being the first year Pontiac Firebird, they ran a promotion for the Magnificent Five. It said you might be a Firebird driver if, then it listed characteristics you might possess with a checkbox beside them all based really on the features of that particular model. They offered an inline six for the base model, a four barrel inline six called the Sprint, pretty hot car actually, a 326 version and then the Firebird HO was a high performance 326 with special stripes and then the top offering of course was the 400 which included those beautiful hood scoops. You were supposed to check off the boxes to determine which car was right for you. Then at the end there was a page to take to your local Pontiac dealer to see if you had won one of the cars. There was some sort of special scanner they had to look at a blacked out box and figure out if you'd won. They were going to have five grand prize winners who had the choice of their favorite Firebird. Now, for the dealer, this was a treasure trove of information. Not only did they get people to come into the dealership, they now had a complete list of the things you liked and desired in a car. So maybe you couldn't afford the 400, but they could help you with something else. The most important thing in sales is to find out what the customer wants, then to offer them the things they want, and often done with questions. This was a shortcut. I knew very quickly I was a Firebird 400 driver, and as a teenage boy, horsepower was very important, and again, I'll go back to it, those hood scoops. 
put it over the top for me. I was unfortunately 13 years too late to take the quiz. Really would love to have done that. I read this book up to about the year 1976 and wasn't too interested after that. I liked and still like the look of the 76 Trans Am, but I devoured the 67 and 68 sections. Now, around the same time, I got the ride in the back of a 55 Chevy convertible at night. I instantly fell in love with convertibles. So my dream car from then on was a 67 Firebird 400 convertible. I started searching the classifieds for a possible first car. The issue was I had very little money for such a purchase. I was hauling hay, working what jobs I could find, and by the time I was 16, I had saved several hundred dollars. Not much money for today, but back then it was enough to buy a decent used car. I found a 67 Firebird inline six in the paper. The guy worked a lot and was hard to reach. We went and looked at the car while he was at work, and of course, I loved it. Needed a lot of work, but I didn't really understand that then. I left a message on his answering machine that I would take it, and unfortunately, someone had beat me to the punch. It was already sold. I was bummed, but I really wanted a car to drive. I ended up with a 55 Chevy four-door with a straight six. Long story short, that expanded my working options, and the car eventually ended up with a V8 and turbo 400 transmission. I finally owned a Junker 67 Firebird convertible. The front end was welded together. The electrical system was a disaster. The top developed a hole. That's a whole nother story. Then I had a 67 Firebird hardtop as a daily driver, and then a super nice 67 Firebird convertible. I had that one when the kids were young, and we would take rides through the countryside. The two oldest in particular have great memories of that car. But circumstances happened, and I had to sell all of them. And then we got into the intense years of raising kids. My guess is many of you have a dream car story, and every time you see one of those dreams come rushing back. Of course, I would love to hear your stories and what your favorite car is, but that was my life for many years. After we became empty nesters, thoughts of owning a nice Firebird convertible were again in my head more and more often. I wanted to buy one this time, though, that was a solid driver, something that needed little to nothing work-wise. I found a wide variety from rolling junk to the kind of cars only wealthy collectors can buy. I didn't need a perfect all-numbers-matching car, but I did want an original 400 convertible, ideally at the time in Nightwatch Blue. It took a lot longer than I expected to find it, but I eventually found my car online in California. I then had two issues to solve. One was I needed to finance it initially, and the other was how to get it back home. My initial financing attempt was to go to one of the classic car financing companies that advertise in all the car magazines. Well, I quickly found out how they can afford all that advertising. Their rates were far above the normal used car rates. Now, I understand it's a much older car than normally financed, but also had a higher chance of appreciating than depreciating. Cars like that don't see a whole lot of miles, whereas cars bought for daily transportation lose their value faster than the loan pays down, representing a risk to the lender. But that's not really the case with a classic car. A classic car is normally highly maintained and, like I said, limited driving basis, comparatively speaking. So I was surprised at the rate. Then I tried a company called Lightstream. 
not only was the rate pretty similar to the used car rate on much newer cars, they didn't even put a lien on the title. So it was basically a signature loan with the kind of rate you get for a secured loan. I could not have been happier. Now, I was unable to find a company to bring the car from California. I had done that once with the other Firebird convertible I owned that I took the kids around in, but I couldn't find anybody. So we used our points on the Southwest card. Again, using that Southwest card and having points is extremely valuable. And we flew to San Diego and drove the car back home over three days. It was an unforgettable trip. The car drove amazingly well. To our surprise, the original seats from 1967 were super comfortable. And I was ecstatic to wake up every morning and drive my dream car for many hours. Me and that car got to know each other really well over that trip. The view down the hood, the sound of the exhaust, the feel of the car itself, plus every stop for gas was a new group of people to meet and many smiles and waves going down the highway. So many people love the old muscle cars. It's a driving experience. And one thing I noticed was the difference when driving down the highway. The newer cars made no sound at all other than maybe tires. The people in them were not really paying any attention. You saw folks on their phone, etc. I was always watching the speed, the temperature, the oil pressure, etc. Of course, with it being a new car to me, I paid a lot more attention than normal. But it seemed you rode in the new cars. They're so effortless to drive, almost numb to the road. But the Firebird was being driven by me. It was a lot more of a total driving experience. I drive it out in the country and through our small town every chance I get. We've taken it on a trip to Arkansas and I'm struck every time by the driving experience. It's not difficult, of course, and I don't want to give the wrong idea like you've really got to work at it, but it's immersive, especially driving around with the top down, soaking in all the smells and sounds around me. I always think to myself, this is the way a person should travel. If you have a dream car, it's never too late to experience it. Lightstream makes it easy to finance, and you can pay it off early as we did with no penalty. Plus, like I said before, these cars hold their value. It does not have to be a numbers-matching, concours, restoration, low-mileage trailer queen to hold value. So the point here is, if you decide the payment is not worth it, you can get your money back. It does something good for the soul to drive that dream car and so easy to make memories driving it around, especially with your kids or your grandkids. My grandkids love that car. Check out Lightstream and start dreaming. We're always interested to hear what you think. Please go to our website, yourguidetothegoodstuff.com and leave us feedback. That's Y-O-U-R, guidetothegoodstuff.com. You can also reach out at our email, yourguidetothegoodstuff at gmail.com. New episodes are released every Monday and can be found wherever you get your podcast. As an added benefit, if you sign up for our email, you will receive a synopsis of what Monday's episode is about on the Sunday before. Plus, you'll get any links we share and behind-the-scenes photos delivered to your email on the Monday after the episode is released. In the meantime... Have a fantastic week, and as my friend would always say, Arrivederci.